we're in the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic, and COVID is spreading. Cases are dropping or rising. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> you know how you get COVID is you go out every night, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go out to bars, you go out to restaurants, you go out to parties, etc. for whatever reason. To bury the pain. And, you know, it's probably not the smartest thing to do in the middle of a pandemic. So how did you get COVID? Why are you going out to bars and going out every single night of your life and getting coronavirus? All right, what, for, are, what are we doing? What are we doing here? First of all, if my boss is listening, I haven't gone out since last March. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he was like, yo, how, how do you think you got COVID? I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know. Probably here, right? Probably coming into work. That's, that's, that's the only thing it could be. Oh, so you're trying to get the restaurant shut down. Nah, see, okay, I mean, I hey, I'm, I'm, I'm home. I'm home, baby. Quarantined. You know, I got some gloves so I don't spread it to my housemates with the doorknobs. Like I am fully quarantined, you know, <laughs> 25 years old, no respiratory issues. So it's, it's all right for me. My biggest takeaway, the loss of taste just diminishes all interest in food right like i've been eating plain cheerios bread with no butter black coffee no sugar necessary couldn't tell the difference anyways the only upside is that i can drink the shitty flavors of white claw (laughs) and it's all good like pineapple no issue grapefruit no issue yeah but isn't lack of taste kind of your thing without covid (laughs) you don't like cinnamon toast crunch that's a red flag number one right there you like butterfingers that's the ultimate red flag in my book so I think you're pretty used to having no taste <laughs> at this point. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 137 of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, joined as I always am by Joey Carrion. And on today's show, we're going to be discussing some of our favorite draft props for the upcoming NFL draft. Had a lot of fun doing this show before last year's draft. Had some big hits, a few misses as well. And we're going to be back today with some insights after combing the web for the softest action and the best values out there. If you're new to the podcast, like what you hear, you can support us by subscribing on whatever podcast platform you use, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Podcast Addict. We are everywhere. And if you'd like to, you can find us on YouTube at the DFS Dose, where we produce fantasy content all week, every week. We also do best ball drafts on live stream every Monday, sometimes on other days as well. You can catch those on our Twitter or our YouTube. If you guys want to hop on, draft with us, we encourage it. We'll review your teams at the end of the draft. Been having a lot of fun doing that lately. But Joey, let's get into these draft props. Before we do though, how about a big shout out to New York State? Shout out to Cuomo, finally passing the bill that will allow mobile sports betting to operate in New York. Finally, it's been like five, six years since I've been wanting this for New York and it's finally happening. You know, maybe his intentions for it are because of some other stuff that's going on in his life and some of the criticisms he's drawing. So he passed weed a month ago. He's passing legalized sports betting this month. So I'm excited for that. Personally, I'm expecting the mobile sports book operators to probably be operating before football season. Sometime around late August is when I would project for them to be fully operational, like DraftKings, FanDuel, etc. From what I read, those companies have to bid on the rights to be able to operate in New York. Who knows how long that process will take, but at least the process is getting started 
eventually Mm -hmm. well said better late than never you know i mean yeah even if it is just damage control by cuomo i mean thank you i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) right benefits us or or maybe might not benefit us. yeah definitely won't benefit (laughs) us (laughs) at least me i'm worried about this but i'm super looking forward to be able to play some legal bets coming up soon Let's get into these draft props, though, Joey. Um, The first thing I noticed, and maybe it's because we're doing this show a little bit earlier than we did before last year's draft, but all of the fun ones aren't up yet. You know, where's where's who's Trevor Lawrence going to hug first, his mom or his dad? That's that's what I wanted to talk about on this show. Yeah, I wanted to hit on those fun props as well. So this is going to be kind of like a serious prop show, but I think the plan is that we're going to release a video next week when those fun props come out. They came out two days before the draft last year, so I'm expecting sites like Bet Online and Bovada to have those props up sometime next week, probably around Monday or Tuesday. So be on the lookout for just a random YouTube video on our uh, YouTube channel sometime next week going over our favorite props. But for this show, we're going to go over some uh, serious props. And I think we're more informed this time around, especially with some of the guests that we've had on and mm-hmm. all of the drafts that we've been doing and researching these rookies. So there, there's definitely some value in the serious prop market. All right. Well, I mean, let's start off with some value. You want to kick us off with one right here? Yeah. So I, I would say my favorite prop on my list is the first defense player drafted and there's a pool of five players on bet online that is the odds that I'm specifically using that is the offshore site that I use until you know we get a DraftKings or a FanDuel Sportsbook in New York and you can get Patrick Sertain at minus 110 or Micah Parsons at plus 190 as it stands right now on April 21st. And my lean would probably be uh, certain. For me, I think the top 10 will have nine offensive players off the board through the first nine picks. Mm-hmm. And that will leave the Cowboys who have picked 10 with their choice of any defensive player they want. And they need to address their defense. Like they had one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. They were fifth in points allowed. Their secondary is not that great. They're starting cornerbacks are Trevon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, and Anthony Brown. So they desperately need some help on the back end. And I think Sertan, who is an elite prospect out of Alabama, obviously one of the best colleges in the country, I think he is pretty much a stone cold lock to go to the Cowboys at 10. Bet online has the Cowboys at minus 500 to draft a defensive player in the first round as well. Yep. And, and regardless of the book that you look on, every other team in the top 10 is heavily favored to go off. And so that makes yep. a lot of sense to me. That makes a ton of sense, actually. Yeah. Unless we get like a surprise pick out of, let's say, the Broncos who could go defense or honestly, I don't see any other team that could potentially go. Obviously, we got to worry about trades, which could impact a lot of these props that we're going to talk about. But as it stands right now, I I think the Cowboys are in prime position to grab maybe the best defensive player in the draft at pick 10. Mm -hmm. And that's what, minus 110? Minus 110. So, yeah, pretty standard. That's the standard odds around pretty much any bet you'll make. So you're not laying too much juice with that. And then if I'm taking kind of like a a longer shot player, it would be Micah Parsons plus 190, who's an athletic linebacker out of Penn State. He could maybe go to the Broncos at nine as well. I've seen some mocks where 
he does go there. But I wouldn't expect him to go in the top 10 if I'm projecting it right now. Certain is my lean, but I would also throw a little bit of money on on Parsons. All right. Yeah. So I, I like that. The bet that I think is just a stone cold lock. It's not the greatest odds. We're getting minus 200 on it, but it's essentially free money if you ask me. And it's that there's going to be over four and a half wide receivers drafted in the first round. I don't see how that isn't a clear cut smash. Obviously, Chase, obviously, Smith, and obviously, Waddle are stone locks probably going in the top 12. And then we really just need two guys. And I don't know who that'll be, whether it'll be Marshall, whether it'll be Moore, whether it'll be Tony, but I think it's a lock that at least two of those guys go. And I think we could see, you know, six or seven wide receivers go, to be completely honest. This is just a bad line, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, over four and a half wide receivers, I like that a lot. I will say there are some mock drafts out there recently that have only four wide receivers going in the first round because a lot of the wide receivers after the top three guys are are kind of projects and they're they're kind of on the borderline of day one and day two players so I mean at minus 200 that's a lot to lay but do I think it will hit probably I think there's probably a 60 percent chance that it goes over four and a half but from some of the mocks that I have been seeing there's been only four wide receivers and, and sometimes five wide receivers, which would obviously win you your bet. But I don't think it's a lock for six or seven wide receivers to go because a lot of these guys are projects and aren't, you know, clear cut bonafide stars. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a fair point for sure. Give us another one. Yeah. So my second prop that I like, and I mean, the, this comes as no surprise, Justin Fields plus 110 to be the third overall pick to the 49ers. Recently, over the last week, he ended up catapulting as the favorite to be the third pick overall to around like minus 140, minus 150 on DraftKings. On Bet Online, though, and this is why it's important to shop, especially if you're using offshore sites, on Bet Online, he is currently plus 140 to be the third overall pick. Bet Online has Mac Jones as the favorite to be the third pick as it stands right now as my, at minus 150. So you're getting pretty good odds on Justin Fields to be drafted by the 49ers and as the listeners know or if you've been watching our YouTube streams I think it's the pick I think Justin Fields has to be the pick he's the second best quarterback in this draft and I think Kyle Shanahan can use him in a lot of ways so I'm expecting Justin Fields to go there could be wrong and that that would hurt me a lot in best ball especially but for the for this prop show give me Justin Fields plus 140 to be the third overall pick Mm. See, we disagree on this one, and I've got a Fields bet written down as well. Maybe it's wish casting, but I want him to go to Detroit. And not not even that I want him to, but I think it seems relatively likely. I think that a team is going to trade up with the Falcons at four. I don't know what team it'll be. It could be the Broncos. They're right now favorites to land Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is currently set to go in the top six. If you look at the odds, he's a favorite to go in the top six picks, which is interesting because we know it's not going to be Miami. We know it's not going to be the Bengals. So theoretically, either the Falcons are doing it or a team like the Broncos are going to try and trade up ahead of teams like the Lions, etc. I think Mac Jones is going three. 
I really do. I think it's going to be Lawrence, Wilson, and Mac Jones. I agree with you that Fields should be the number two pick. I mean, he should be the Jets pick at number two, definitely the second best quarterback in this class. It just doesn't seem to be the way that these things are going. I think Shanahan is somewhat infatuated with Mac Jones, and I don't know. I I think that he's going to be the pick, and maybe Fields falls. If you can get him at plus 1,100 to go to the Lions— I'm I'm all about that. I think that it's a good chance. I think if he's there, they have to take him and they will take him over the wide receiver, which is what the favorites are for them to be going after in the first round. For me, I'm expecting at least four quarterbacks go in the top five, and I think Fields will be one of them. And I think that's where we differ is you believe Mac Jones is going three. I don't. Um, I don't think that you trade two first for a player of his caliber with his ceiling, which is basically, you know, a Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo ceiling, and they want to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't see how Mac Jones is much of an upgrade at this point over Jimmy Garoppolo, and it wouldn't make sense for the Niners to trade up for him. But obviously in in the NFL community, we've seen a lot of rumors saying that that's the pick. I don't believe it, but very well could be. And if that happens, yeah, there there is a pretty good chance that Justin Fields will fall to seven. And I know that a lot of people have mocked the Lions taking a wide receiver, even if he falls, and, and that's just completely wrong. Jared mm-hmm. Goff is not the future in Detroit. They can get out of his contract for a relatively cheap price, not this year, but after after the 2022 season and then that would be a perfect time if they wanted to wait to start a guy like Justin Fields even though I think he he should be the day one starter even with Jared Goff on the roster so Mm -hmm. solid odds and maybe we do see Justin Fields fall in the draft I mean there there's been some reports today about his health I'm not really factoring it in but maybe NFL teams are I mean that sounds like a team like maybe the Lions or the Broncos trying to get him to fall like they're talking about epilepsy like bro that's not going to be a factor in his his NFL career I don't I don't know what we're even talking about do you think it's interesting though I mean I know that we're both fans of Justin Fields you know obviously as a Lions fan I would love if they made that pick but if you look on DK Sportsbook right the Lions are at plus 1100 the Patriots are at plus 400 okay somebody knows something I know that you would be ecstatic if that happened do you think it's a a legit possibility yeah I I think it's 100% a possibility that the Patriots trade up for a quarterback I think Bill Belichick knows that Cam Newton is not the guy for the Patriots long term I think he knows he needs to make a move in this draft and Justin Fields could be the guy for the Patriots especially if they can make a trade with the Lions and I, I think that would be kind of a donkey trade for the Lions passing up on fields but then again they're in a rebuild and stacking picks is extremely important in a rebuild so who knows maybe the Lions make a trade with the Patriots I I know that they've been kind of long long time trade partners and a lot of players have gone from both teams and even coaches at this point Um, so there's a lot of connections between Detroit and New England so we could see a trade up there New England could make a heavy trade up to number four for the Falcons pick to get fields I, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility that the Patriots trade 
trade up for Justin Fields or even Trey Lance at that matter. See, I would say that the Lions would be incredibly foolish to take that offer if Fields is still on the board at seven. Like they just have oh, to make yeah, that pick, no. not tr- not trade yes. out. And and you know, with the new GM and new coaching staff, like a lot of those connections are gone. It was Bob Quinn who was formerly of the Patriots, Matt Patricia. Like, but those guys gone. I don't know if the Lions are going to be New England's farm team anymore. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that that's how we're feeling about Justin Fields. What else you got for me? Yeah, so my third prop that I have written down, it's it's an underdog prop, and that is under half a running back in the first round at plus money, plus 170 as it sits right now on bet online. And, and, and hear me out, right? Running back is a devalued position in the NFL, and I think a lot of NFL teams are starting to realize that. Obviously, you still have the teams that have elite running backs that deserve to have big paydays such as CMC, Camara, Derrick Henry, etc. But most of the time, you're not going to find a player of that caliber in the draft. So I I wouldn't put Najee Harris or Travis Etienne in that category of running back. Could they be drafted in the first round? Obviously. But I think the teams in the back end of the first round have more glaring weaknesses. The Steelers, obviously, a lot of people have projected them to draft a running back, but they lost like four of their offensive linemen over the last two years. So they need offensive linemen. I think that's more of a position for them to target. And then let's say Buffalo. I don't I don't think Buffalo will draft a running back in round one. Other than that, I don't really see any other team that will draft a running back. So if I'm getting plus 170 for no running backs to be drafted in the first round, I'll take it all day, every day. And just as a quick note, there was only one running back drafted in the first round last year. So yeah, Clyde Edwards Solaire with the last pick, correct? So yeah, I think that that's reasonable. And I mean, I am on the other side of it. I do think that Najee Harris goes. I think it's interesting that Pete Schrager put Travis Etienne in the top 20 going to Washington. I mean, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not, but he's a guy with a lot of information, inside information, contact with GMs. And I think it's interesting that Najee Harris's over-under prop for where he gets drafted is 29 and a half right before the Bills. So yeah, I agree with your assessment that a lot of these teams like Baltimore, New Orleans, Cleveland, Jacksonville, like I don't think any of them are going to be taking a running back. I, I could definitely see the Steelers doing it and I could see the Bills doing it. I think one of them will. So I would take the over for that. I think at least one of those guys goes. I don't necessarily think I would feel comfortable with taking the Harris bet um, in terms of his positioning at 29 and a half because I think out of the two teams, Bills are highly likely at 30. So, I mean, that's one of their and, biggest weaknesses. No, I... I completely disagree. The Bills are one of the more sharper teams, and obviously with them basically just passing at one of the highest rates last year, and I think everybody's projecting for that to be similar this year. If they're going to pass that much, I don't think they spend a first-round pick on a running back, especially when they have needs at linebacker and at edge rusher. So I, I don't think they'll draft a running back at 30, and like I mentioned with the Steelers, they could and I wouldn't be surprised if they do at 24, probably Najee Harris, but they, they need to rebuild that offensive line immediately, and that's just a bigger area of need, and that'd be the smart decision. So other than that, there's no other team that will draft a running back in the first round, so I think the I think the smart money is on the under 
um, mm. especially at plus 170 because the over it, currently at bet online is minus 250 and I'm not laying minus 250. So I think that your side is probably the safe side of this bet going under for that, but it is worth noting. I think that the Steelers uh, are favorites to take a running back at plus 140. If you bet on the position that they go in the first round, the Bills have a couple of positions going ahead of their likelihood to take running back. And yeah, maybe the Bills are sharper. Like you said, I don't know if the Steelers are that sharp. I, I guess <laughs> we'll have to see on that. One that I like here, I'm going to throw out there, is Pitts going over five and a half. Now, I think that we're both in agreement that Kyle Pitts is an elite prospect. I think that he's viewed as such by the NFL, but both of us agree that four of the first five picks are going to be quarterbacks, right? I I think that the first three are locks, and I think that somebody's trading up with Atlanta or even, you know, Atlanta taking a quarterback themselves there to be the heir apparent to Matt Ryan. And, you know, these are two bets that I like that are kind of correlated. I think Pitts would not be drafted by the Bengals. So Penny Sewell going as the first non-quarterback drafted at plus 300, I think is great. By all accounts, the Bengals absolutely need to shore up their line. Protecting Joe Burrow should be a priority. And it appears that it is from everything we're hearing from Cincinnati right now. So I think that they would go there. And at that point, you've won both bets. If they go with the offensive lineman, which I think makes a lot of sense, and then, you know, Pitts falls, maybe he goes to Miami or maybe he goes, you know, to whatever team, you know, the Panthers or whatever team could use Kyle Pitts. But I think that he definitely goes in the top 10, but at over five and a half, I think that's a pretty solid bet, plus money, plus 115. Yeah, I like both of those prop bets. Like you said, if you win one, you basically win the other at this point and so obviously those bets are correlated and you're getting pretty good odds uh, for both of those as well so if the draft plays out how we're expecting it to um, it'll be a quarterback run for the first four or five picks if the Bengals don't trade out and they stay the smart pick would be to take Sewell at plus 300 I think that can definitely happen and then that will push Pitts down to probably pick six for the Miami Dolphins who most likely will take the best offensive player available at that point mm-hmm you got any others you want to throw out there? Yeah, so I have an I have another prop bet, and now we're we're taking a look at um, specific teams and um, who they are going to draft uh, offensive or defensive player. And this is the Giants' first pick to be an offensive player at minus one thirty. So a little bit of juice there, not too much. But I, I think by all accounts, from every mock draft I've seen from a lot of credible people in the NFL and in the NFL industry, the Giants are either going to take a wide receiver or they're going to take an offensive lineman. I think offensive lineman is one of their biggest needs at this point. So I think that is the pick for them. That's the smart pick. If you're getting minus 130, pretty much for them to focus on uh, rebuilding that offensive line for Daniel Jones, especially after a terrible sophomore season. Um, They need to get him as much help as possible, whether that be an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. And then we also know that Dave Gettleman uh, loves the big boys. So Mm -hmm. I think the right pick and the pick that I expect is the Giants to draft an offensive lineman at number 11. So give me minus 130 on those odds pretty much. I like it. The last one that I've got for this is another favorite, but it just seems like such a lock that that I'm willing to take the negative odds. And it's 
under six and a half at minus 177 for Jamar Chase to go in the top six. I mean, besides Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson at one and two, the pick that I feel the most confident in is Jamar Chase going to the Dolphins at six. I don't see him falling beyond that. Maybe the Bengals take him, but you win the bet either way there. I'm not expecting the Bengals to take him. Like I said, I think they go offensive line and that's their top priority as it should be. But I just don't see anybody but Jamar Chase going to Miami. I don't know. Am I bugged? (laughs) No, I I don't think you're bugged. If the draft plays out how a lot of people are mocking it, um, Pitts and Sewell will be off the board before pick six, and that's when the Dolphins pick, and that would leave Jamar Chase for them to draft. So I I think it is kind of kind of written in stone that they're either getting chase or pits though i should say mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with that i mean that that's all i've got what do you have any others i i don't i don't really see any others that are that are jumping off the page to me maybe that'll change over the next week or so but as it stands right now the only other ones that i would consider are just um kind of diving into these teams and what positions they need and then just uh making more prop bets on like mm-hmm. um, Kansas City, for example, to draft a defensive player, et cetera, like that, which you can get them at plus 130 to draft a defensive player. So I'm going to look more into that. But as it stands right now, there's really none that are that are jumping off the page. I'm just waiting for the fun prop bets to be released on Bet Online, and then we'll make the video on it. And those will be more interesting than than these prop yeah, bets. Those those are the good ones. These are all mostly pretty safe. The last one I, I actually forgot to mention. I think it's interesting how you can get plus money on the Broncos at plus 115 to draft a quarterback first, yet they're also the favorite to land Trey Lance by the odds. I don't know. Those seem to be conflicting numbers and i think that that's a little bit of an edge you can take there to get plus money on the broncos going quarterback you can't you know parlay these but you could just bet that separately you know broncos plus 115 and then broncos to take trey lands yeah i i think the broncos should and need to take a quarterback so if you're getting plus money on that i love that bet and maybe they do trade up for trey lance they're not going to get them at pick nine but if they maybe make a little trade with the lines where the lines gain an extra pick in the draft and the Broncos move up two picks, then I think he could be there at seven. But how I'm projecting it is the Broncos would need to make a trade into the top five, whether that be with the Bengals or the Falcons to get Trey Lance, mm-hmm. um, which which is possible uh, because Drew Locke is not it. He He's not it. And they need a quarterback. So like I said, if you're getting plus money, great bet, great value. And just with props in general, if you just take the time to to research and look at all of these props and odds, you're going to find some good value picks because the prop market is not very efficient and it, and it doesn't keep up, I think, with what's actually going on in the NFL draft streets. So you can you can find some right. good value uh, like, for example, the Broncos plus 115 to draft a quarterback if you go through multiple websites and search for these odds. And obviously, the most important thing is shopping around. You want you want to be on multiple sites finding the best odds because like from DraftKings, obviously a reputable sports book in the United States, obviously not legal in most states has different odds than bet online, which is which is an offshore site, which everybody in the United States can use. So. Yeah, that is very true. Again, just the last thing I'm going to say on Trey Lance, he's a favorite right now to go in the top five. He's minus 110 to go with the top five pick. So somebody's (laughs) trading up for him. I think that 
that is going to happen. Broncos make a lot of sense. By all reports, the Lions aren't trading up. Carolina's actually looking to trade down. I think that they're down with Sammy D to be the starter this year. So I don't know. It all seems it all seems like it's falling in place for the Broncos to finally move on from Drew Locke. I mean, they have to. He's horrible. Yeah. Worst, worst starter in the league, I think. One of, one of them, for sure. But it, I mean, he was a 2019 second round pick. Are we, are we giving up on him that early? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah i am i'm good yeah he's he's horrible i mean that's all i've got uh like joey said we'll be back with another one of these videos just to go over some of the more fun props the really the weird ones the interesting ones i'm looking forward to that i don't know joey what do you think maybe time to hop off the podcast uh run some cod you were talking a little spicy earlier I was I was talking spicy. Yeah, I mean, saying I'm the best Cobb player by far, every aspect of the game. Meanwhile, you're you're is dodging that not the facts? One... Is that not facts though? Let's put it on the record right now. Mm-hmm. Is that not facts? Every aspect of the game. Yes. Or every single aspect. I don't know. I am better. Than I wouldn't call it a fact. That, I'd call that see, an opinion. The listeners. I mean, if you're listening to this and you and you play COD specifically Warzone. You know, hit right. us up. We'll invite you to the squad one night because we play a bunch. And we do. It, it's kind of known that I'm the leader and see how how I look at it. And, you know, we don't we don't have to get really into it unless you want to. <laughs> how I look at it is my friends don't want to gas me up because I'm already a pretty confident person in myself. And they all know that. I mean, th- this is just a whole nother conversation because I'm not going to be <laughs> one of those people that just talk shit about myself and is insecure. Like, okay, it may come off as cockiness, but that's just not who I am. Like, I'm even if I'm not, I'm going to act like I'm I'm good at something. I'm the best because I'm not going to say I suck at something. That's just not who I am. You know, that that's not the point here. But my friends know that, Ben. Uh, former host of the podcast, Jared, some of the other kids that we play with, shout out to them. They they know that about me. And you guys just don't want to gas me up. That's it. You guys just don't want to feed into it. Although deep down, I know for a fact, you guys know that I'm the best player, that I'm the IGL, the in-game leader. I contribute the most to the squad. I get the most kills. I die the least. I'm, I'm there leading. I'm the most consistent player by far. They all know that, but they don't want to admit it. So may, maybe I just need to find some new friends that, that will give me my credit where credit is due. 1v1 me. <laughs> Dude, you don't want that smoke. I'll 1v1 anybody. I'll 1v1 you, and, I, and I'll put the video on YouTube with me clapping your shit. Okay. Yeah, you, you'll put the video up of you getting clapped up, missing <laughs> all of your shots because you can't aim because you're on mouse and keyboard. <laughs> that's filthy all right before we before we close out the cod talk like joey was saying yeah if you guys want to run with us hit us up um you can join our discord chat and the link to that is in the show notes um you know we're, we're down to run with some people from the fantasy community i tweeted about it the other day I actually got some people dming me uh so we might we might actually put out a little bit of warzone content playing with some of the other people in the fantasy industry that that'll be fun guess we can see how good joey really is i mean a few months ago he was talking about how he would be you know a 2.0 kd by the end of the month i'm pretty sure you haven't moved up at all since then no i've i've definitely moved up a couple points mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of hard when you're playing with a bunch of trash cans that don't help <laughs> uh so you got to do everything yourself and i'm consistently 1v3ing 1v4ing whole squads are pretty much because most of the people not ben 
Uh, you know, I'm not, I can give credit where credit's due. Ben is the second best player in our squad. 100%. Most of the kids that we play with are just god awful though. <laughs> so, so it's, it's mainly just, we're, we're running 2v4 out there <laughs> and you know, we, we don't get the, the benefit of getting easy games like some of these streamers do because they definitely do. And I, and I know there's some behind the scenes stuff at Activision where, where they're like, all right, we're, we're going to give uh swag. We're going to give him a little easier lobby because he, he needs his content. Right. We don't get that. No. So we're, we're in the, we're in these lobbies and, the and I got to do everything. And it, it's hard to get your KD up when you're not playing with three other goaded players. Oh uh, yeah. You know, Tim is out there listening to this right now. Just mad as hell. <laughs> Shout out to Tim. Worst Warzone player. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. I think that's good for episode 137 of the DFS Dose podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. I'm at Ben Hover. Joey's at Joey Carrion DFS. We drop new episodes of the podcast every single week on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, and every other podcast platform on the internet. We'll be back with another episode next week. It might be released on a different day other than Thursday. We'll see what's going on. You know, we definitely want to do some draft reaction. I know Joey is going on vacation, so we haven't quite figured that out yet. But nonetheless, there will be a podcast out next week. So make sure you guys check that out. If you're listening out there, we appreciate you. We value you. Until next time, let's stay accountable and keep it authentic. Vibes. Vibes.